we get ready to turn our attention to the Word of the Lord, I want to speak to those that follow us on social media, and uh, we appreciate your uh, uh, following us, and we would like to encourage you to uh, leave some uh, comments, amen, on our Bethel Christian Worship Center uh, uh, page, Facebook page, amen, we appreciate, amen, the positive feedback, amen, if you would. Also, uh, if the Lord would lay it upon your heart uh, to be a blessing to this ministry, not making this request for myself, but uh, for the ministry, the work at Bethel, and if you're being fed, amen, uh, by uh, the messages that God is allowing us to bring forth, we would encourage you to use the Bethel Christian Worship Center Church app. You can download that if you don't already have it. And uh, it's got an online Bible on it. It has uh, some videos of some of our previous messages. And it's got a safe and secure digital giving option uh, that you can utilize uh, to uh, invest in this ministry. And uh, we uh, believe that this ministry is good ground. And, uh, and if you are so moved, amen, to invest in this ministry, we believe that God, amen, will abundantly bless you. And so we want to thank you in advance, amen. God bless you. Let's take, amen, our attention to the Word. We're going to be speaking today from the subject, the insanity of trusting yourself. Congregation, can you repeat that after me? I know that might sound a little strange, amen, today, but I'm going to bring it out in the Word. Can you repeat that after me? The insanity of trusting yourself. That almost kind of goes against the grain because who do we better trust? Now, we might not trust the other fellow. And they've given us good reason, some of them, not to trust them. But if there is anybody that we trust, we trust ourselves, don't we? We trust ourselves. But I would like to show you from the Word of God that, and that's why when we were praying just a moment ago, there's a prayer that, amen, I pray, I pray periodically, Lord, deliver me from me. The insanity of trusting yourself. And I've got a subtopic, and the subtopic is hand back the fruit. Say that with me. Hand back the fruit. Give the fruit back. And by the time I finish this message, you'll know what the fruit is. Is that all right? Hallelujah. You see, uh, there's a question that we need to consider. Why does God have such a problem with human wisdom? Uh, in the scriptures, in 1 Corinthians 1.19 and in our uh, devotional reading, we read uh, 1 Corinthians and we read uh, through to verse 24. Uh, I don't have it uh, in the text, all of the scripture, 
but you can go back and read it there. But in 1 Corinthians 1 and uh, 19 uh, is, is written there, New King James Version, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Now those are fighting words. God, notice God said, I, God's not only saying, I don't like it, God said, I'm going to destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Those are fighting words. And if you go even further in that first chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians, for since the wisdom of God, or for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. You see, not only will God not be known to any of us through mere human wisdom, but to know him requires us to believe something that our mere human wisdom considers to be foolish. There are people that they, they, they sit and say, well, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to figure it out. And, and when they try to figure it out, it just don't make sense. True. And there are some people who will reject God because it just doesn't make sense. Come on. That's true. To human reasoning. Yeah. Notice there it says, for since the wisdom, or for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. Please God through the foolishness of the message that's preached to save those who believe. You know, there, there, there's some intellectual people that uh, they don't understand why we meet regularly to hear me expound on a book that was written thousands of years ago. And, and, and even the, 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 the vocation and the job that I do uh, to them makes no sense. Yes. Hallelujah. Why is God at war with human wisdom? Why is God at war with human wisdom? Why is he opposed to human wisdom? Well, uh, the, the, the answer to that is found, I believe, in 1 Corinthians one twenty nine. It says that, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Now, it's understandable. You see, uh, human boasting is offensive to God. A lot of us don't know that. Or we act like we don't know that. But, but human boasting is offensive to God. And, 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 and where he finds a proud heart, a proud and boastful heart, amen, God uh, wants to humble it. But, but we need to ask ourselves the question, what is the connection between prideful boasting and human reasoning or wisdom? Okay. What's the connection between those two? And, and, and we're going to get at it, we're going to amen, look at it, amen, to see the connection between uh, boastful pride and, and human wisdom, 
to see the connection, you've got to go all the way back to the beginning. You got to go back and look at what made the gospel necessary in the first place. Yes. Hallelujah. And when you go back to the beginning, most of us, amen, who've read our Bibles, we're familiar, amen, with the original sin in the Garden of Eden. When the first man and woman ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The only tree in the garden of Eden from which God had expressly forbidden them not to eat. So we want to go back there and take a look, amen, as to what happened uh, in the garden of Eden. When God made a perfect world and put a perfect couple in a perfect place. So, amen, and provided for all of their needs. So why did they eat of the one thing that was forbidden? Why did they eat of, why, why, why did they go against the wishes of God? Hallelujah. Well, I believe the reason that they went against the wishes of God was because in part the serpent lied to them. He told them that God, that the God who said yes to so much was misleading them about the one thing that he said no to. They could eat of any of the trees that was in the garden. Can, can we get some of that? Yes. 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 Can we get some of it? Yes. It's only one thing. Don't eat. One tree in the whole garden that God said don't eat. And in fact, God said don't eat of it because if you do, in the day you eat, you'll die. Never mind that God not the serpent, had created a whole glorious world that they inhabited by the power of his word. Told them they had a perfect world. Never mind, God, not the serpent, had provided for them personally, life, breath, and everything. Never mind, up until that point, it was God, not the serpent, that had been a reliable and wonderful God. And trusting him had resulted in their experience of profound happiness. Never mind that even placing the forbidden tree's fruit within their reach, God, not the serpent, had conferred upon them the profound dignity of moral choice, granting them the choice to trust him or not, to accept his authority or not, to love him supremely or not. It was God who had provided all of that for them, but they believed the lie of the serpent. And he misled them concerning the one no that God had in the entire garden. What is God's no hiding? I want you to think about that. 
why in a perfect world, in a garden paradise, why did God put a tree in the midst of the garden and say no? What was God's no hiding? You ever thought about that? See, that's what I'm talking about. That's one of those perplexing questions. You know, uh, uh, I think about, God, why'd you put the tree there? Could you have left the tree out? What was God's no hiding? Hallelujah. Well, when we talk about what was God's no hiding, the serpent was there to help them choose the or not. God was hiding something from them. All right, all right. It's it. Something that would ennoble them to near divine status. In other words, you'll be like God. That's what the devil said. The serpent. Something that would free them from perpetual intellectual dependency on God. And empower them to think on their own. That's what the serpent was saying. God's hiding something in that note. For he knows that, amen, if you eat it, you'll be like God. Something that surely wouldn't kill them. But would really make them alive. God had hidden that something in the tree's fruit. And God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Genesis 3 5. You all with me? I want to talk about, amen, the aftermath of when they ate of the fruit. Eve was deceived. Adam wasn't. Adam purposely sided with Eve. Amen. And, and, and the result of eating the fruit, amen, brought on what uh, we call dark enlightenment. Say that with me. Dark enlightenment. So they chose not to trust, not to obey, not to supremely love the supreme God. They decided to lean on their own understanding and pursue the hidden treasure of forbidden knowledge by eating the fruit since it was, amen, to be desired to make one wise, Genesis 3, 6. And the result of it, amen, was dark enlightenment. All right. God was true to his word. The fruit did indeed yield knowledge, as both their eyes were opened, Genesis 3, 7. But the serpent wasn't true to his word. The knowledge did not make them godlike. It only made them miserable. They experienced a dark enlightenment that immediately produced shame. You're naked. You're naked. We're naked. Oh my. It produced shame. Very quickly they discovered the tragic truth about leaning to their own understanding. You see, the Bible said there's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in the way of death. Proverbs 14, 12. Yeah. The knowledge that they thought that they wanted 
was far beyond what they were designed to bear. I want you to, I want, I, I, I want to take a little time and slow down. The knowledge that they desired was a knowledge that was far beyond what they were designed to bear. And all of us have been laboring under the crushing weight of this burdensome knowledge ever since. It opened up a world to them that they weren't able to handle. Hallelujah. It was a knowledge that was too heavy. It was a knowledge that was too heavy. You ever, you ever try to pick up something that was too heavy? Amen. Or not just pick it up, have to carry something that was too heavy? It begins to wear you down. Amen. And that's what happened to mankind in the fall. Amen. Their eyes were open and it was a knowledge that was too heavy to bear. The knowledge of good and evil. You see, in order to handle such knowledge, one must be omniscient. You all know what omniscient means? Yes. All-knowing. When you talk about the attributes of God, uh, there are what are known as the omni-attributes. Omniscience, omnipotence, uh, omnipotence uh, and, 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 and there's some others, but these are attributes of God that are called the non-communable attributes of God. And what it means is that there are certain attributes when God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. There are certain attributes of God that he communicated or put in to mankind. The ability to love. The ability to have mercy. Uh, 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 you know, those are communicated attributes. But there is a, there's a realm or a level of attributes that God did not put in mankind. And these are the omni-attributes. Y'all with me there? So in order to handle the knowledge, one must be omniscient to uh, possess the capacity to comprehend all possible options and contingencies. Amen. Omniscience, all-knowing, you've got to know every option and every outcome that's possible. If anybody... Uh, Anybody saw Avengers Endgame? Yeah. yeah. So Charlene, the only one that saw Avengers Endgame? Okay. Hey, all right, let, let me try it again. Anybody saw Avengers Endgame? Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know if this, this I don't I don't know if this is gonna help, but in Avengers, uh well, did y'all see the one before Endgame? Yes. Okay. Do y'all remember in, in in and we know it's fantasy. But do you remember how Doctor Strange uh, began to go forward in time right. and look at all of the possible outcomes 
for a battle against Spanish. And, and I forget how many millions of, 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 of different uh, 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 outcomes, but he went through all of them, supposedly. Uh, and after going through millions of different options, he only came up with one option where they won. That was similar to an example of what I'm talking about with God and omniscience. God can see every possible outcome and knows how each one of them will turn out right. and yet has the ability to pick the outcome that's the best. Amen. Talk about knowledge to him. So in order to handle such knowledge, one must be omniscient, possess the capacity to comprehend all possible options and contingencies. Amen. One must be omni... Uh, uh, the term I'll use is judicial. In other words, uh, having the ability to judge out of all of the possible options and outcomes what is the best to judge rightly. Possess the comprehensive capacity and resolve to choose the right course of action based on the omniscience combined with perfect righteousness and wisdom. One must be omnipotent or omnipotent. And that word omnipotent means amen, all powerful, possessing the comprehensive power to make reality conform to the right course of action determined by the omni-judicial omniscience. In other words, amen, not only is God able to see all of the options and outcomes that are available, He's able to determine which one is the just one, and He has the power to bring it about. Hallelujah. Somebody say, well, that's heavy. That's knowledge. That's too heavy for man. You see, but human beings possess no omni capabilities. A fact which all of human history bears witness. Individually, our capacities are minuscule. Collectively, we're discovering our combined capacities are just barely scratching the surface of reality. We can imagine it when we uh, uh, make these science fiction uh, uh, movies, we can imagine a being having that capacity, but in real life, amen, there's some of us that we can't even balance our checkbooks. We can't keep our checkbooks balanced. <laughs> Let's not fool ourselves. Oh, we want folks to think we got it all together. But go home with us. We barely scratching the surface. Yeah, y'all with me? And 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 so when they uh, uh, chose to disobey God and and take of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it was a knowledge that was too heavy. Hallelujah. And this is because we were not designed 
to be like God in defining what is good and evil. But we were designed to be wise as to what is good and innocent. And innocent as to what is evil. I, I, I jumbled that. Let me say it again. You see, this is because we were designed by God. We were designed to be like God in, in, in defining what is good. We were not designed to be like God in defining what is good and evil. We weren't designed like that. We were designed to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. Romans 16 and 19. In Romans 16 and 19 it says, For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. Yeah. That's Paul writing to the church there, Holy Spirit speaking. What we need to understand, you see I always used to wonder what was so bad about knowing the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What was so bad about knowing good and evil? Anybody ever asked that question? What, what was so bad about that? Well, this is getting into what was bad about it. We were not designed to handle the knowledge of good and evil. We were designed to handle good. We were designed to be wise to what was good. And, and, and we, in the way we were designed, we were supposed to be innocent from what was evil. All right. Hallelujah. And since we have no good apart from God. In, in, in other words, in order to understand what is good, where do, you, where, where do you think you get your knowledge of what is good? The way we get the knowledge of what is good is from God. Jesus told the rich ruler when he came to him, uh, who said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, there's only one that's good. And that's God. God is the definer of what is good. I don't know if you ever, but there's sometimes that I'll be going through and, and have some different needs and, and a blessing will come. I say, Lord, I need a blessing. Lord, I need a blessing. I, Lord, I, I, I need resources. I need finance. I need, and, and, and the blessing will come. Resources will come. Anybody ever had this happen? Resources will come. And then you get scared. <laughs> Because you don't know what to do. Yes. Should I do this? Should I do that? I? You don't know what the good thing is to do. And, and you pray and exercise faith so hard for it to come that you don't want to make a mistake. Anybody ever been there? And you know your track record in the past because if we can take something that's good and use it for a purpose 
that, uh, that we thought is good and it ends up not being a blessing but a curse. You can turn a blessing into a curse. By not using it properly. And, 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 and so what I found out is there are times you've got to pray and exercise faith for the blessing. And then once you get the blessing, you, you can't just get excited and go do whatever you want to do. You've got to keep on praying. Yeah. And say, Lord, what are my steps? Yeah. Lord, I, I'm not going to fall into the insanity of trusting myself. Lord, deliver me from me. Hallelujah. So we have no good apart from God. That's found in Psalm 16 and 2. The beginning of being wise in good and innocent in evil is trusting and obeying the Lord. That's found in Psalms 111 and 10. We can't trust ourselves. We've got to trust God True. to show us what's good. You see, God did not design us, or wait a minute, God did design us to think for ourselves. That's, that, that, that's the one reason of the tree of knowledge of good and evil was present in the garden. God did not design us to think by ourselves. God did design us, I, I want you to get it. And, and that's why I put the notes up there so you can see it. And by seeing it and hearing it, I want it to stick. God did design us to think for ourselves. That's the reason he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. He didn't want robots. He wanted us to think for ourselves. But God simply did not design us to think by ourselves. That's why the Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. See, some of those scriptures begin to make sense now. Not in some of your ways, the way we operate, amen, the stuff that we think is too hard for us to handle, then we'll pray and ask God. But the stuff we think we can't handle, we figure, I can handle that myself. God did not design us to think by ourselves. Hallelujah. And when you begin to understand that, then it begins to make sense that we need to depend upon the guidance of an omniscient, self-existing creator to know how to live and operate in his life successfully. And it is reasonable for us to trust in him with all our hearts. That's wisdom. Amen. They sing the song, I don't know why everybody don't serve the Lord. Amen. Old song used to sing it. When, when, when you really begin to boil this thing out, not to serve God, and, 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 and to communicate with God, that's crazy. That's foolishness. That's madness. To try to navigate through life by yourself. 
without God. And that's the catastrophe that occurred in the Garden of Eden. Adam traded the wise sanity of thinking for themselves in the safe context of entrusting their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. 1 Peter 4.19 For the foolish madness of thinking by themselves in the perilous context of separating their reason from the faithful creator God which resulted in them doing great evil. That statement right there explains to me See, you remember I started this message I told you, there's just some stuff I, I knew what the Bible said but I didn't understand it. And, and, and I, I believed the Bible but I didn't understand what was the big deal in eating the fruit. And, and, and if it was so and the, the fruit was so bad why did God put it there when they could get to it? And that statement right there helps to explain it was a test. It was a test. And they failed the test. And that's what created the catastrophe that happened. Why God said, I got I to get you out of here. I got to get you out of this garden. Because you failed the test. And if I don't get you out, you're liable to reach over and get the tree of life. And be screwed up for an eternity. That was a catastrophe. They traded the wise sanity of thinking for themselves in the safe context of entrusting their souls to the faithful Creator God and do good for the foolish madness of thinking by themselves. In the perilous context of separating their reason from the faithful creator. And it resulted in them doing unimaginable evil. Wishing to be wise on their own, they became fools. And grew increasingly futile in their thinking. And out of the darkness of their hearts emerged all manner of previously unimaginable depravities. I don't know if any of you have ever read the uh, first chapter of the book of Romans. When you, when, when you get to verses 21 through 22, it talks about how they did not want to know God and how their hearts became depraved and all type of unimaginable evils uh, 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 began to uh, uh, come up and, 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 and if you know anything about uh, history the, the, the Roman civilization uh, uh, some of the practices and the stuff that uh, men uh, uh, invent, the evil inventions and the things that they come up with to do, uh, some of them uh, aren't worthy to be we shouldn't even name it in, in, in polite society yes, but that was the result of the fall. A lot of the corruption. A lot of the corruption. I'm, 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 I'm like some of you. I'm sitting at home and I'm looking at the news reports of a seven-year-old seven-year-old girl 
Seven, eight-year-old girl. Eight-year-old girl. Shot down. Because somebody is ignorant and have nowhere to go out for life. And, and, and I said it in, the, in, in earlier, uh, the, the, the gathering after the high school event, that, that, that's the high school my grandson goes to. I might have a granddaughter there now. You know, we can see this stuff and we see this stuff happening, amen, but uh, uh, a lot of the, the heartache, having, having to, uh, uh, a father to bury, he, he said, it's just not right. Yeah. Life shouldn't be like this. Amen. A lot of the negativity that we see is the result of the fall.
the promise of eternal life, the marvels of Amen, uh, 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 of, of, of a new heaven and a new earth. And, and, and some believe that these strange things could ever address uh, the most important issues facing the human race today. Amen. When, when we say Jesus is the answer, and they look back at us and say, now wait a minute. Are you meaning to tell me Jesus is the answer to all of the ills that are going on in this world and all of the complex problems and all of the... And, 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 and we look at them and we can say, Jesus is the answer. And they think we're crazy. But I'm here to tell you, amen, we're not crazy. They are. Bible say, but to us who are being saved, who look at the cross of Jesus and the empty tomb and the promise of eternal life, and see the way and the truth, amen, John 14 and 6, amen, he is the way, the truth, and the life. The gospel is the power of God and the wisdom of God, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 and 24. We do not claim to have all of the perplexing and agonizing questions answered. But we have come to see that with God are wisdom and might and counsel and understanding. Job 12, 13. In other words, I ain't got all the answers. But I know who does. What's too hard or too heavy for you and me is just right for God. Hallelujah. And that's why, amen, that's why it's crazy to trust yourself. To try to navigate this life by yourself. Amen. Uh, the Bible, as I said, in all your ways acknowledge Him. Amen. The Bible says that a good man's, amen, steps are ordered by the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, well, amen, I, 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 I want to do my own thing. All right? Do your own thing and suffer the consequences. Amen. But uh, uh, I'm giving the fruit back. I'm giving the fruit back. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Job 12, 13. With him are wisdom and strength. And he, he has counsel and understanding. You see, God is the only one that can help us to navigate through this mess. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28, 26. He who trusts his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Hallelujah. Right. He who trusts his own heart. What is he talking about there? He's not talking about the pump on the left side of your chest. He who trusts his own heart, he's talking about the mind. You can't trust your thoughts. There's a way that seems right to you, to me, 
that if it gets killed in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Hallelujah. You see, we've grown with creation in 10,000 ways in this age of futility. The Bible talks about the fact that this earth, this creation, is groaning, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. There are, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm getting the reports of some of this craziness that's going on in the world. And, 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 and I'm like, oh God. Oh God. Help, Lord. Help, Lord. Any, anybody, anybody there with me? Help, Lord. Help, Lord. Yes. Father lost his daughter. Help, Lord. Wife lost her husband. Help, Lord. Hallelujah. And the only way we can find peace that surpasses, amen, our limited understanding, Philippians 4, 7, by not leaning on our own understanding, but trusting in the Lord with all our hearts. And we found that God grants joyful freedom to those that are willing to hand back the fruit. Those that are willing to hand back the fruit. Not my will, Lord. But let thy will be done. Lord, I don't want to be why. I, I, we take pride. You, you know, we, we, we take pride in human wisdom. We take pride in human wisdom. There are people that amen, get puffed up. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against education. I'm not against advanced degrees and, 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 and going to college and what have you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not against that. But but, but you got to keep it in its place. There's some people that will, well, we just had a scandal not, not, not uh, long ago about these people paying millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Millions of dollars to get their kids in the right schools. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and ended up uh, uh, being called and, 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 and having to go to court. Uh, and did it end up see the guy that was the head of the the, the team center? And I'm, I'm looking at this guy. Anybody, y'all see him? I'm looking at this guy and, and these folk, these parents were, of celebrities were paying millions of dollars so that their kids could graduate from the so-called right Schools. And I began to wonder how jacked up is that? I, I, I wonder about their souls. What, what, what did they do for their kids to make sure that their souls were saved? Y'all hear? There's something wrong with the priorities of this world. Something wrong. Oh, well, millions of dollars for something that will only get them as far as this life. But there's a life after this life. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to show them. But in their wisdom, amen, oh, 
They got better things to do than to consider the Bible. They got better things to do than to come to the place where the gospel is being preached. Oh, they got more sense than that. Lord, help them. And Lord, help us. If we begin to worship at the same altars that the world is worshiping at. And, 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 and going after the same solutions that the world is going after. You, you know, it's gotten to the point now, and I'm, I'm almost done. That, that, I'm, I'm almost done. That's my last uh, slide. But it's gotten to the point to where a lot of us, we, we become convinced that the world is wiser than the church. And, and, and that, uh, you know, that we go out and look for the best and the brightest in the world to help solve the problems in the church. Now talk about insanity. What kind of insanity is that? The Bible, the Bible teaches us not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You're not going to solve a spiritual problem using mere human wisdom. Hallelujah. Proverbs 1 and 7. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. I hope you got something, amen, from the word on today. Amen. From the message entitled, The Insanity of Trusting Yourself. Hand back the fruit. Amen. Let's stand all over the house.